0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. This week, we're talking to local real estate agent in Huntington Beach, Jeb Smith, who I met little over a year ago. And Jeb is a pretty solid producing agent, averaging about twenty million in sales volume year over year. And in this episode, the channel he decided to double down on is video. So, in one year, pretty impressive results. He grew his channel from two hundred to sixteen thousand subscribers. So we're going to talk about how he did it. And you'd be surprised it's not about investing in all of the right and fancy camera equipment. It's more about how he uses trending topics to decide what content uh, to shoot that given day. And he spends quite a bit of time on his post-production process. So things like choosing the right thumbnails. But as far as what to shoot, he's not storyboarding any complex videos. He's literally talking into the camera and engaging in one-to-many conversations as opposed to those one-on-one conversations we have when we're prospecting. And it's starting to pay dividends. So he's got a couple of deals that he can track in in, in escrow from those results. But really, he's doing something that we often talk about. He's building a trust asset that's yielding him some short-term results, but also setting him up for success in the long term. So all of that more in today's episode. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry, and this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers, but it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means... I have a front row seat to the the behind-the-scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. I'm super stoked today because what we're going to do in the next couple of episodes One of our sister podcasts, The Marketing Trench, uh, that I host with my friends, Scott Shang and Dustin Stevie, one of the things that we often talk about is this concept of sort of building trust assets. What sort of content are you creating to build trust with the consumer? Because that's a big part of, if you think about it every day when we're out prospecting, you know, we're trying to convince complete and total strangers to work with us. So um, this concept of building trust assets is, you know, creating content, creating unique content, and whatever form or method is is good for you or that resonates with you. For some people, video comes easy, and you're going to hear that coming out of Jeb right now in a second. For others, it's it's writing. For others, it's podcasting. You know, I prefer to do podcasts than I do doing Facebook Lives and YouTube Lives, and Scott will argue that till the end of his days with me. Um, but but anyway, you know, when you're creating this content. I don't think that just sold is creative content It's sort of unique content. That's not something necessarily that inspires or builds trust. So what other sort of assets are you putting out there into the internet to, to uh, build that trust with subscribers instill confidence and and all of that process. So um, Jeb, you and I met last year before we jump in, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, why you got into real estate and how long you've been in real estate?
1: Uh, yeah, so I am. Um, so, name is Jeb Smith. I'm in Huntington Beach, California, Southern California. Um, I've been in real estate for almost 18 years in some form or fashion. And what do I mean by that is originally when I started out in 02, I was actually on the mortgage origination side. I was uh, I was a, um, I just had a license, right? And, right and shortly after, I got a broker's license and opened a mortgage company and did loans uh, as my primary business for almost eight, nine years. And kind of doing real estate on the side. As things transitioned through 08, 09, I had some opportunities to get into the REO side of things and transition my business fully into real estate while continuing to, you know, follow lending, follow trends, follow what's going on in that world, not because I wanted to do loans, but because it made me a better real estate agent. Um, and so through that time, I've I've, you know, the last eight or so years, I've only been doing real estate, but I've been keeping up to date with what's going on, um, on the loan side. But I, you know, I came from uh, North Carolina in, in 2002, a uh, computer science degree. So graduated with computer science degree, never did anything with it <laughs> and, uh, came out to California and, and, and here I am. I, I know I'm missing a piece of that question, but I, I forgot exactly. No, what it,
0: it, it, It's all good. It, it, it pays to know, you know, all sides of the real estate transaction.
1: No, absolutely. And, and that's the one thing I feel like I have an advantage of when, when working not only with clients, but you know, being on the real estate side, knowing what questions to ask uh, a mortgage broker, a mortgage professional on the other side to get the answers that I want to get versus what they're telling me. Because sometimes, you know, you can beat around the actual question <laughs> and, and provide an answer without giving any information. So, you know, in order to help my clients and facilitate facilitate the transactions. I, I kind of know the questions to ask, but more importantly, I can look at pre-approvals. I can look at a DU. I can look at, you know, the things that they send over and tell whether problems really before they get to yeah without ever having to go through the the process of, of having a long drawn out conversation with the, with the loan officer on the other side. So I, I feel like that's been a benefit in, um, in in helping me in my real estate career.
0: And you've been through more than a few markets.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when I got in, it was hot, man. Um, you yeah. know, oh four, oh five, the market started going crazy, and and through you know oh seven, and then we saw you know a crazy collapse at that time. Mm-hmm. as I mentioned a moment ago, I was fortunate to get in the REO side of things, so I was still getting business somewhat fed to me. Um, but the one thing that did for me more than anything else is it taught me about different areas. Of the market in Orange County, I was, you know, because I was getting properties not just in Huntington Beach. I was getting properties all over Orange County, Inland Empire. I mean, I was really everywhere. And I, I learned to deal with problems. I learned to problem solve and and how to deal with the banks and how to improve properties, you know, and, and what what made properties um, sell quicker and and so on and so forth. So I got a lot of experience through the REO time, which um, was stressful for a lot of people and and mm-hmm. stressful for me as well. But it it would. I was able to get through it um, with that, and then you know we, we saw you know a, a trend of upwards project uh, you know trajectory for what from 2012 until now. But I would say mm-hmm. the market that we're in right now, to me, is probably the craziest um, <laughs> as far as the buyer side goes. Yeah. Um, if you're a listing agent, you have the listings. I wouldn't say it's an easy market but it's a it's a heck of a lot easier than being on the buy side. I mean, you know, buying I'm putting in 10, 15, 20 offers and it's That's absolutely wild. nuts. And and to be completely honest, you go into some of these situations and, and you already know that you're not going to get your offer accepted. I mean, you're going into the because there's just you call the agent and there's 15 you, offers on how a how do you
0: handle that? Or how do you address that head on?
1: You know, that's, that's a good one. Um, before I, I get into that, I want to tell you one, one, one little story though, I, I talked to, uh, I, I do a mastermind with agents all over the country mm-hmm. and I always happened to talk, we were on one of these calls, kind of like we're on now. And, uh, this agent's in Austin, Texas, um, where Scott is actually right now. And he said that last week they had a property in Austin that was, that was priced right. I mean, it, it was priced where it should have been based on comparables had 90 offers. No. <laughs> 90, nine, zero, no way. Absolutely insane. And, and in fact, I've seen videos about it on YouTube now wow. from other people. And I was like, what, like, how do you even handle that? Have you that? ever I, seen I, that before? No, I mean, it, that's absolutely, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where you would go with that. Right. I mean, wow. as, as the listing agent, what do you do? Like you call the client and you're like, I've got 90 offers. you have like four days to, to, to go over all this? But that's wild. I mean, you know, I've talked about this on, on several different um, videos myself, but you know, in you've got to really get the client to put their best foot forward in, in making an offer, right? This isn't the the kind of market where you're going to see, um, you know, in most cases, right? I'm I'm not that it's not going to happen, but the majority of the time, you're not, you know, if a property's priced correctly, it's going to sell over asking, it's going to sell with with multiple offers, and so what you're trying to do is get as much information from the listing agent as possible, right? Mm-hmm. What's important to to your client? What are they looking for? um, Timeframes. All, and you're trying to tailor your offer as much to that as possible. Now, I'm not one of those agents that recommends my client remove all their contingencies, remove Mm -hmm. the, you know, that I don't think that's smart. Um, now, some clients might say they want to do it, but you know that's one of those those things that's up to them. But you know, you're trying to do everything you can to get their offer accepted, whether right. it's an escalation clause in, in writing the contract, um, or you know, now we can't based on the new fair housing laws. In theory, we can't do a love letter to the seller. Yeah. Um, you know, but there are ways that you can address letters that are you know, to the seller, assuming they're okay with it, that doesn't get into the, the fair housing aspect, um, more about what the clients love about the property. So you're really just trying to give the seller as much information about your client as possible and help them stand out. Um, you know, one thing I was talking to Josh about on a call what, a week ago is ha- you know, see, seeing if the, the agent on the other side will allow you to present in person. Right? Yeah. No one does that these days. <laughs> uh, most agents wouldn't even be okay sitting in front of a seller presenting their offer. Right. Um, so I think that's one way you can stand out in this market if the agent on the other side is willing to uh, to to let that happen. So there's really a not a lot you can do. I mean, outside of price, but I mean, you're doing everything you can to 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 stand out. So that's really it.
0: Awesome, man. Now, one of the things, uh, another agent had said that if you're new to the business or you're a buyer's agent, the best thing that you can do is work on really over communicating your value proposition and instilling that value proposition and being there for your buyers.
1: I mean, I think that's fair, right? I mean, you know, I'm fortunate to have 90 plus percent of my business be relational. Um, Mm. So I'm not out pounding the pavement, you know, as much as I do uh, social media type content between YouTube and some other platforms. That's not where my business comes from. My Mm -hmm. business comes from past clients, friends and family. And I'm always trying to instill, you know, that value. I'm always trying to create advocates of my business, people that will tell their friends and family that, Hey, look, if you're selling or they hear somebody saying, Hey, I'm looking to sell or buy. They're always going to mention my name.
0: They're thinking Um, of you.
1: They're thinking of me. Right. It's, it's, it's the old Brian Buffini way. Um, and, and You're, that you're building has,
0: brand advocates out of everyone you come in contact yeah, with. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's the idea, right? Is you're always trying to provide value throughout the transaction, right? And and, yeah. and and continue to follow up. I mean, there was a stat some time ago. I don't know how accurate it is now, but it was like, you know, 90 plus percent of, of people couldn't remember their agent's name after <laughs> like a year of, of closing or, or whatever it was. But the, the idea is that most people don't follow up, you know, they're transactional, they close the deal, they never come back. Whereas if you can continue to provide that value long after the deal's closed, um, whether it's, you know, just following up or you're, you're there to drop a little things off or you're having mm-hmm. client parties or whatever it is, the idea is that you're, you know, remaining top of mind. And, and yeah. I'm fortunate in that regard that most of my business comes from that. So I would agree with what they said is, you know, provide as much value to your buyers. But I think it goes beyond that. I mean, you know, in this market, you've got to not only provide value, but, you know, experience, you've got to show them because we're, you know, as you know, Ricardo, when, when the business gets good, everybody <laughs> in the world wants to become a loan and he, officer. Yeah. A real estate agent. Their cousin's a real estate agent. They've had their license fifteen years, it, never sold a house. It's easy to
0: pick the low hanging fruit transaction wise, and, and you forget very, about the long term stuff.
1: Right, and and it's unfortunately, it's very easy to get licensed. I mean, you yeah. know, it's 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 you know, it's you pay a, some money, you take a couple courses, and <laughs> and really, you have a license. And at that point, there's no training required. You can just go out and start, you know, telling your friends and family you're a real estate agent. And yeah. Chances are somebody's going to use you now. It's likely not going to end well, um, <laughs> but you know that's that's part of the uh, part of the deal. So,
0: oh, gosh, okay. So let's talk about. You know, we talked about you know building trust assets, things like that. Last year was an explosive year for you in terms of content, particularly for you, your YouTube channel. I forget where you started out the year, um, but you're closing off the year at a subscriber count of a little over sixteen thousand, right?
1: Yeah. So I think I closed the year just over 15, right? That's so wild. I ended December just over 15. I think I started the year. This is not a hundred percent accurate by any means, but probably somewhere around 200. No way. Yeah. 200 subscribers. Yeah.
0: You're kidding. <laughs> no, it,
1: it was, it was definitely a year for growth and we can talk more about that and, and how it got to where it is because you know, it, it was well beyond what my, what I had expected it to be.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's do that. Why for you? Why YouTube?
1: You know, it, it started right. I mean, it, this start. this has been a long journey. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because I started doing some sort of video while mm. awful, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, five, six years ago, seven years ago, Josh and I used to do these videos and I mean, I could show you some of these things and you would be like, <laughs> What in the hell were you guys thinking? I can't
0: rewatch my own old webinars or videos. They
1: are so bad. I tell Josh all the time, I'm like, we're one day we're gonna pop that thing on and just let people just destroy (laughs) it in the comments because it's it's awful. But you know, it's funny. I was with before I was ever with Brian Buffini um in coaching, I was with Tom Ferry. This was years ago. And um this was in the beginning of, of the video phase. They were pushing video, they were saying, video's the next wave. Back,
0: back Before, with uh, flip cams, was it?
1: Oh, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, you know, this was like 2013, 2012, 2013. Wow, yeah. And they were really pushing video, and I was so uncomfortable um, in front of the camera. And I just did not, while I felt like I had the the experience, I could, you know, I had these conversations, In face to face, I could I could answer these questions. It got in front of the camera, and I would freeze, and I just did not feel comfortable. (laughs) And so for the longest time, I put it off, put it off, put it off. And then I just started doing a a one video a month, basically a market update, updating you on updating you on on Orange County real estate, basically Huntington Beach real estate. And you know, got comfortable with doing that once a month for the longest time. And about probably a year and a half ago, I said, you know what, I'm going to do more video. I'm going to do three a week. And I'm just going to put it out there. And my whole idea was to begin with was, hey, I'm just going to address the questions that I most commonly get. Right? I didn't yeah. know anything about YouTube SEO. I didn't know how to do thumbnails. I didn't know how to, to title videos. None of that.
0: And um, for, for really, really quickly, for those of you that are wondering, okay, well, you know, what sort of questions? Honestly, right. just look at your email inbox.
1: Yeah, I'm willing no, to really. bet.
0: I'm willing to bet there's a whole 365 days of content in there of questions that you get on repeat over and over and over.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, things like what's a 1031 tax exchange? Yeah. What is, um, or, or what is prop? I mean, like stuff like propositions, like what's prop 13? Yeah. How do you buy and sell a property at the same time? Just what is a hard money loan? What's yeah. an FHA loan? Just anything really, right? I mean, all of these, these questions that routinely come up. Um, and you can look at an RPA, like you can look at a residential purchase agreement, and go down and and figure Explain out it. fifty questions off that. Like, <laughs> what is a contingency? What is a home warranty? Like, just all of these things, right? And so that was my original um, idea behind YouTube is just to provide these videos. And and the idea was that, hey, look, if somebody finds these, maybe they can see I'm a competent real estate agent. Um, and, and maybe I'll get some business off of it. It was never intended to monetize. It was never intended to do anything other than that at that time. In fact, I didn't realize the power, um, to be completely honest, uh, of, of YouTube. Yeah. And so I've always been fortunate to not, not fortunate because it was given to me, but I've always had, um, really good SEO on my website, right? Because when I, I built my website. I used certain words when I was writing and, and that sort of thing. So that when you search Huntington Beach Real Estate, I, I'm on the top page of almost every single community. Anything you want to know, I'm in the top three or four outside of paid ads. And so, you know, that YouTube content only helped my website and it continued to grow and and, and so on and so forth. And so as the year transition um, into from 2019 into 2020. I, I made some goals to go deeper into video. I was going to do five a week. I was going to really try to push this thing. And at that time, well, I was still managing
0: a pretty active estate. pipeline, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: this was kind of a time block. You, you know, you focus on your real estate business, your, your side hustle, if you will, is doing this video and putting it out there. And there was not really a lot of thought behind it. It was coming right. to the office that day. Okay. What are we going to shoot? Oh, that looks like a good topic. Five minutes, shoot <laughs> it. No edits. No, know, no scripting, by the way. No scripting, just reading into a camera yep. and and doing it. Whereas uh, I'll go back a moment. Whereas initially when I started, I used like a teleprompter. It was awkward. Just, <laughs> I mean, I, I did everything wrong throughout this process. Yeah. Um, but then March came along, right? March was well, lockdown pandemic, orders. right? Yeah. And, and through the pandemic, we started getting, um, a couple of things happened on my side, right? I was, uh, I had a couple of listings. Um, that were in escrow. I had a couple of buyers that were in escrow and things kind of fell apart during that time. Right. And I started going for one, like, you know, this, all my eggs are in one basket with real yeah. estate. Um, and so I started like thinking, okay, what can I do to, to, as not a side hustle, uh, but what can I do to get some passive income? What can I do to make money while I sleep? Because right, right now this is pretty stressful um, is, is having, not knowing what's going to happen in the next. Right couple of weeks to, to months with with this whole thing going on. And then we started getting information on the CARES Act, on mm-hmm. mortgage forbearance, on all these different topics. And my whole goal with, with YouTube was to help educate, right? To provide right. value in some form of education. You know, I'm fortunate, like I mentioned earlier, that my business comes from relationships. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to door knock. I don't have to um, send out just sold. I don't have a farm. I don't do any of that, right? So yeah. my whole thing is provide value to my clients, provide value to those on the internet in some form or fashion. And maybe somebody will, you know, see it, like it, go with it, what have you. I'm not this big charismatic um, personality, pretty straightforward. I, you know, I don't beat around the bush, kind of give you what you're looking for and without a lot of fluff. And, yeah, you know, I never really thought that I would be this person talking to a camera because I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't like it. You know, it's, it's, it's awkward. Um, and so you know, all these topics started coming out, mortgage forbearance and what have you. And so I started doing them, explaining what mortgage forbearance is, explaining the pros of it, also explaining the cons of it and just trying to provide information, real information to people. And what was weird for me is that that information took off, right? People really found value in it. And it's really weird for me because, you know, when I tell people this, they're like, really, I don't watch YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't watch other people's channels. I you know if I if I need to like fix my ice maker or you know replace the chain on a bike or something like maybe I watch a YouTube video because it's hands on it it shows me but I don't watch YouTube for information I like to read right. information um, so for me it was kind of eye opening it's like wow people actually come here for <laughs> up to date info like information that's just being thrown yeah. out there right now trending information. And so I kind of started diving down. It's easy for
0: it. some to play it in the background while they're doing right. this no, stuff. Right, no,
1: for sure. And, and, you know, I went from, at that time, I think I had maybe 300 subscribers to like 1,000. I went to over 1,000 in like a couple of weeks. Wild. And I was like, wow, there's something behind this. And um,
0: was, was there a video that took off that you didn't
1: expect to? Yeah, I think it was that first, like one of the first mortgage forbearance videos. Um, you know, Josh, who's on your, uh, you know, uh, partners with uh, Scott mm-hmm. in, in the mortgage business, you know, him and I communicate a lot about, about video and loan. I mean, he yep. happens to be my, my loan guy too. So we talk a lot about just different things and we happened to be hanging out one day and we talked about mortgage forbearance and what have you. And we said, I'm, I'll do a video on that. And it just kind of not exploded. It didn't go yeah. completely viral, but for me it kind of went viral. Cause I, you know, all of these people started watching it, started getting all these subscribers. And then for me, it was like, okay, where do you go from here? And so <laughs> I kind of dove into the whole th- trending, topic information yeah. at that time. I, you know, not the meet Kevin's of the world or, or, yeah. or you know, all of those guys like, you know, com- become a newscaster and, <laughs> and start talking about stimulus every single day. It was more right. like, how can I relate this to real estate? Because real estate is what I know. Um, how can I basically tie it back to my business in some form or fashion? So I started thinking, okay, what are all of these different topics you can talk about? And so from there, you know, I kind of went off, you know, I built the initial subscriber base, which I wish I hadn't done um, off of those trending topics, yeah. mortgage forbearance and everything kind of related to the CARES Act and, and all of that stuff.
0: Why do, you, why do you say I wish I kind of wouldn't have?
1: Because I, I wish I would have started granular. Um, I wish, and in, in what I mean by that is I wish I would have focused on like content built around Huntington Beach, content mm-hmm. built gotcha. around Orange County. Hi- hyperlocal. Initially, hyperlocal, yeah. really you know, content that that's searchable, that's good to provide value and then get broader. Now, no, some people it, will argue- Because it's your market. Because it's my market, right? right? Because I, you know, the goal was never to become a, a YouTube right. influencer or any of that stuff. It was just, hey, provide this information. Now, some people argue that, hey, no, you go big first and then go small because you've got this this base and then you can kind of dial your videos in. I don't know which is the right way. Uh, because I feel like now, if I put out some of that content, you're going to lose some people because they're going to be like, "I don't care about Huntington, <laughs> I don't care about Orange County, or whatever." Right. So it's it's hard to say which direction to go with it. But I wish I would have built out that a little bit more before I started doing the the big, you know, the the other tr- m- macro topics um, that right. relate to everywhere um, across the U.S. But nevertheless, it kind of got me w- to where I am now. So now the channel's built around you know, a a really big portion of it's built around finance. While I'm not a license, an up-to-date licensed, um, you know, loan officer. I, I mean, I right. still have an NMLS license. It's not current. Um, it's, you know, my channel's built around finance, real estate, and kind of tying the two together in a lot of ways. Um, and, and so from there, you know, I, what I found is is people just want to be educated. They don't want all the fluff of of the internet. They don't like <laughs> The you know the, your
0: your sort of general cookie cutter can messages. Now a no, they really do. They
1: just they want basic information. Um, now you can throw some B roll and all that crap into it if if you want to do it, which I don't actually do a lot of. Um, but I do all my video editing. I do all my thumbnails. I do all my title. I like I do everything. Right. I, no, you know, no no fancy my, equipment. No. Um, the only the fanciest thing I have is a camera. Right. I mean, <laughs> which you know I originally started with my cell phone, and then I, I went to um, an old. DSLR that I had. And now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, on doing more of a mirrorless type camera, just because, you know, the, the more, I mean, it's, it's, the more money you spend, the better the quality. I mean, that that's mm. it's sad, but I mean, that's, that's the reality. Um, So, you know, these cameras that, that you use now, the, the quality is just way better than, than that of a cell phone and what have you. But I would say if you're getting started, a cell phone is, is completely fine. Good, um, good lab, Mike. Yeah, I, I just had a you know a lab mic and and did that whole thing. Now you know, I mean, the more videos you do, the more opinions you get, right? Because people start <laughs> people start commenting and telling you that the audio sucks and that you know the video quality's <laughs> terrible, and you know, and and as that's much funny. as you brush that stuff off, it's like okay, there's some truth to the the audio and 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 the video and the lighting and all that stuff. I mean, that's you you know, you can have the best video in the world or the best content in the world, but if people aren't going to watch it or listen to it because the audio yeah. sucks or they can't see you or whatever, it, it's kind of worthless. It's to,
0: it's easy to move on to the next. It's
1: very easy to move on because there's there's a thousand people out there talking about exactly what you're talking about and they can find somebody that, that has the quality. So it's, you know, and, and again, like my goal with, with the channel has been to help people out, right? I mean, yeah. I probably get on average, I mean, I don't know if this is probably five, maybe more. I mean, it's probably more a week, people reaching out to me looking for a, a mortgage, a loan officer at this point. It's crazy <laughs> because awesome. I do so many videos on, on you know, loans and finance right. or whatever across the US people are always asking me, okay, so who can I go to, to get a loan? You know, right. who do I call for a refinance and that sort of thing. So it's, it's been nice um, to, and, and unfortunately I can't make anything off, off that side of things. Um, yeah. So it's, it's all just, providing people with, you know, somebody that can help and, and guide them in the right direction.
0: So you have a whole library of content. You decide what kind of content you want to shoot and it's all in the vein of, I want to be as helpful to people as possible. I'm going to maybe uh news, Jack trending topics. I think uh, David Meerman, Scott's author, I forget the name of his book, but talks about this concept of newsjacking, taking whatever, you know, today's news story is and converting it into a piece of content for your business.
1: No, and, uh, and it, yeah, for sure. I mean that that's definitely. I, I'm trying to do that. It's 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 hard with real estate sometimes, um, because not everything relates to real estate. And yeah, while I could go, I could go really broad and start talking about finance and stocks <laughs> and all. That's you know that's not where I'm at. Right. I really want yeah. to re- relate it to real estate. So if it's not if it's trending and it's not if I can't tie it to real estate, then it doesn't really help. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so I'm how, still, how much
0: content did you get? Are you at producing now weekly since sort of March started?
1: Uh, you know the goal for the year was 100. So I I don't know how many videos I did last year. I did mm-hmm. at least 150. Um, the goal that's this year, is basically <laughs> to do the same. Yeah, to do the same thing, right? I just three a week is kind of the goal with two weeks off if you want to do it like that or however you want to get to 150. I think I'll do more because that's kind of the mindset yeah. that I have. It's like set a goal that's attainable but crush it. Um, and so that's where I'm headed. So uh, three three videos a week, uh, one live. Length one live stream a week mm. and the live stream is, is one of those things that provide value, answer people's questions. Is be that there. the one
0: that you do with Josh
1: or is it exactly. exactly. also? Yeah. Separate? So no, I just, it, it's, it's not always, occasionally I'll do it by myself, but it's, it's better with Josh because he can, he can talk really deep into yeah. details of finance. Whereas, yeah. you know, as much knowledge as I have about finance, there's still a lot of things that, because I'm not following it on the date, like a super, Daily basis, there's things that I just don't keep up to date on, and he can answer those questions a lot quicker. Um, So, how did
0: How did you you guys decide on the content for that, or was it always sort of a mortgage market update?
1: Um, Initially, Mm -hmm. or just with the lives?
0: No, with the lives.
1: Um, Well, the lives aren't really a mortgage update as much as they are just about how anything housing, how's the housing market, how's how are interest rates. Hey, you have a loan question? Propose it out there. And yeah. hey, Josh isn't going to be there every week, um, yeah. but you know he's he he's kind of my go-to initially um, to to have those conversations because again he he knows his stuff. I trust what he says. He's right. you know he's there providing value to to a lot of these people as well. Same same um, sort
0: of mindset as you. I want to just provide as much value as I can. Yeah, I think
1: I, yeah. I think you know there the, the uh, what is it? Zig Ziglar has has that comment uh, or that, that quote that, you know, um, what is it? You help enough people get what yeah. they want. And I, I forget exactly what, what yeah. it is, but basically you'll get what you want. If you provided yeah. uh, helping enough people Scott. get what they want. Right. I,
0: Scott's favorite quote.
1: Yeah. So it's <laughs> something along those lines. but right? I just butchered that thing, but it's um, you know, so, it, you know, and, and, what, the way I'm going to do this is there are going to be different guests on going out through, throughout the year yeah. that are going to touch on different topics regarding the real estate. Some of them will be YouTubers, some of them won't be. We'll talk about investments. We'll talk about you know different markets to invest do, in. Do where do you where, have
0: this big masterminded strategy for promoting the lives, or you, is it you know show up? No, it's it's and it's put a
1: thumbnail on YouTube and and people <laughs> see it and they they either come or they don't. Right? It's you know the right thing on. with lives that I've learned is that. YouTube doesn't really promote them mm-hmm. um, to anyone other than your subscriber base. Yeah. So it's, it's basically just a way to, to get more um, down to earth with, with the people that already, already follow you, provide value to those people that are already loyal to you to some extent right. or who already watch your videos. Maybe they don't subscribe, but they watch your videos. But but YouTube is not out there putting that on the, you know, the front page of YouTube right, right, to right. promote your live, right? At least in my case. In, in some people's cases, maybe, um, you know, the bigger scale type thing. so
0: now, I've seen Josh run uh, reach ads to promote some of those uh, from time to time. So, so it's not like you can't do anything with them. Because
1: no, there's a lot of good information in those. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about taking one of those videos and splicing them up into smaller three, four yep. minute videos because the questions that come from those are questions again that we get all the time and and just and some you know and, and there might be one person on on, on one of these things that asks 10 questions and you don't want to keep like josh and i talk about it you don't want to continue feeding the beast if you will like continuing just to answer that that person's questions and and not getting to everybody else but sometimes those questions are really really good questions and they provide yeah. a lot of value to the people that are there and so you know, with that, you can cut these videos, splice them, you can use them in a lot of different ways, uh, different media platforms, whether it's Instagram or, you know, Facebook or or what have you. So uh, I don't really do it like that. I mean, I just kind of leave it out there Mm -hmm. um, and haven't taken the time to break those down into, into further video topics. But a lot of times, if if there was a good question out of there that I feel like more people can benefit from, then I'll take it and I'll say, okay, I'll do a six to ten minute video on that specifically. Yeah, and then, and and put it out there.
0: Okay, right on. So, what does what's the average length of your videos? By the way, usually between six and ten minutes.
1: You know, a good question. Um, I would say prior to understanding YouTube, mm-hmm. three to four minutes max. Um, I thought just put good information out there. Keep it short was my mindset because
0: I think, I I think that's a lot of the messaging that we see when, you know, agents are looking to get into YouTube. Keep it short. Keep it. Well, I think
1: I looked at it the way that I view videos, right? Mm. If I look at a video and it's 30 minutes long, I'm not even going to (laughs) click on it because I'm like, I I don't have 30 minutes to listen to you tell me why, you know, there's going to be a housing market crash in 2021. (laughs) Like I, you got three minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll click on it. And so my mindset was get behind,
0: give me the cliff notes, shorter
1: videos. YouTube doesn't care for shorter videos because they want to keep people on YouTube. They want to keep monetizing. They want to keep building their platform and, and clicking other videos and what have you. And I get that. And so it took me a while to understand it. When, when did you figure that out or how? Um, you know, I think just, watching people's videos on you, you know, for a while you start searching, like, you know, basically how to, how to build a YouTube subscriber base type thing. You know, I mean, how do you get to a thousand subscribers or what it is? There's a million videos on it. It's finding the people that get to the, you know, that, that do it without, you know, taking uh, forever to get to the point. And, um, but there's a lot of people out there that are really good at, at doing it, but there's no, there's no secret. I mean, that's the thing is everybody wants to talk about the secret, the algorithm, how to hack the, I mean, if there is, <laughs> I haven't figured it out. It's, it's basically consistency and putting content out there. Yeah. Um, you know, creating solid thumbnails, you know, clickable titles, because you, again, you can have the so, best video in the world. The I mean, you could literally have the best video on any topic, but if nobody clicks on it, because the thumbnail sucks or the title sucks, <laughs> then it doesn't really matter how good your video is, yeah. right? You've got to get them to initially click to even find out if the video, if the video is worth it. And so, so let, let's think,
0: talk about that for a second, your post-production process. You're not, you know, you're not doing these big old scripted videos. You're right. showing up shooting. It sounds like you're putting a lot of thought into that post-production process, which is your thumbnails, YouTube SEO. How do you, like what's your process for doing that now? Cause I'm betting, I'm willing to bet you're able to crank that stuff out now versus at first it was kind you, of,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Like initially <laughs> when I did this, the thumbnail, I, I would just find, you know, I, I would use a couple different thumbnail sites yeah. out there that, that are out there that have pre um, templated type yeah. thumbnails. And I would just take one of them, change the thumbnail title and kind of put it out there, right? Put yeah. my face on it or whatever and, and send it out. Now it's, you know, okay, what is clickable? What can you how can you put the title on the thumbnail that's not super clickbaity, but get yeah. somebody to click, right? I don't want to be known as like the clickbait, you know, you <laughs> click on this and it's completely different than what you clicked on. I yeah, want to totally put something out there that is related to the video that gets people to click. Um and you know with a clicky catchy title and 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 try to do it. So I would say now I probably spend more time on it than I did initially. <laughs> Um, because I overthink it a little bit more than I, yeah. than I initially did, but now I create three, four, five thumbnails, um, variations of it a little bit. I mastermind with Josh a little bit. I'll send him through Google chat, four or five of them say, Hey, which do you like? Yeah. Send them to my wife, which is more clickable. <laughs> um, that sort of thing. And just trying to get as much feedback. I mean, and I have my, in my head, I have what I think, um, I would do, yeah. but a lot of times I'll go off with, with what they say. And if it, if it does well, uh, initially, I keep it. If if I find that the click through rate or something isn't going, then I'll change that thumbnail. Maybe a couple of different times, just to see if if the traction if that changes improves on anything. It. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it, that's something some most people don't understand is that you know there are if your video doesn't catch on like you think it should. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. get to the point where people are actually watching the videos. But once you get to a point, you can kind of see some some consistency, some history of of what you've done. I think it's a little easier to figure out where you should go with regards to the thumbnail and and that sort of thing. And, you know, people are like, I can't believe you're getting thousands of views on every video that you do now. <laughs> well, I think it's easier once you have a base, right? I mean, you, yeah. you have this base, there are always going to be people that click on it um, and kind of watch it. You know, I've, it's crazy. I get this a lot of people commenting on the same videos. I don't know these people, but <laughs> you know, we, we kind of have this relationship. Um, and, and they show up on the lives and you know, you chat and, and what have That's you. And it's awesome. like, you know, they're they're kind of loyal fans, if you will, which is kind of cool.
0: That's awesome. So you're getting pretty consistent results on your videos now, subscribers too?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I figured out what does well um, with with my channel. Um, I figured out some, not hacks, but some things to do to, you know, I know what videos do well um, with my subscriber base and what have you. And so I try to stay consistent to that as much as possible um, while always trying to build, trying to get, you know, more subscribers, provide more value and just answer questions for people. I mean, I, you know, that again, I, you know, my goal here isn't to be the meet Kevin's of the world. Um, but I think, you know, if you can do good content, provide value to people, um, it grows, grows that business. It grows my real estate business. It's kind of a win-win do
0: you have a call to action in your videos to like hit that subscribe button? And Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. Initially I didn't. Um, it's, it was really uncomfortable. Did it feel uh, cheesy to say very, very much so. <laughs> it's so crazy because now it's like, uh, I don't even funny. think about it. Like, really? I just, I sit, like everything that I you do it was, at the beginning in the end, I'd only do it at the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, cause I feel like that's when most people are watching. Um, yeah. you know, but I, I also feel like once you get to a certain base, if you will. And I don't even know Mm -hmm. what that number is. I don't even know if I'm there. Um, But people, once they see that you have so many subscribers, they think, okay, that's somebody I should follow because other people follow them. Um, And that could be the same for Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is you're using. People want to see people, yeah, that that are successful, if you will. And, you know, and some people relate that to the number of subscribers you have. And so they're more likely to follow. So I feel like now it's a little easier to get people to, to do that than initially. Yeah. Um, but you know, for anybody out there, I would just say the consistency is the key, really. It, it re- you just don't know what people are going to click on, what they're going to watch. Um, you know, I, I, I network with a lot of people in my space now through, through YouTube and some other things. And, um, you know, one of those things that you think is that because you're in the same space that essentially your my subscriber base and their subscriber mm-hmm. base are essentially probably the same people. Right, they're just yeah. fans of m- multiple channels or what have you, and you know I have this this software that kind of shows you um, your competitors, if you will. Oh wow! And and one of those things it shows you is is your subscribers that are the same as the people that you're kind of watching out there. Yeah. And honestly, like it is so wild to see that <laughs> somebody that you know has say fifty thousand subscribers, and yeah. you have say fifteen thousand. So that's 65,000 followers, subscribers between the two, you might only have 40 people that are the same.
0: Oh, wow. That, that
1: to me is mind boggling because wow. that just shows you how many people are, I mean, are out there. I mean, you, you I, I almost
0: want to say that that should, um, the objection or the thought that, well, this has already been done before.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You should, I mean, you know, a lot of people out there just say, Hey, look, go find a good video like, you don't know what content to create, go, go search things, find something you like, something you're comfortable talking about, look at somebody's video and basically do it. I mean, there's a lot of that out there. And, and while you can't just copy it verbatim, I mean, I guess you could, um, there, there are still people that would watch your video and, yeah. and like your video and subscribe to your channel versus, you know, um, you know, thinking that you've got to recreate this whole new topic or talk about yeah. something completely different than no one's ever addressed. And, and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the case. There's, I mean, I don't know how many, what the number is, but there's like so many videos it, I, I would butcher it if I told you, but so many videos <laughs> that get uploaded per minute on YouTube that it's like, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, um, the, and the amount and of thus the there. opportunity. Right? Absolutely. No, for sure.
0: So where are you at now and what's sort of the goal for 2021?
1: Uh you know, the goal for me is to, um, you know, continue to put put um, videos out there. You know, I think I mentioned earlier three a week plus a live. Um, continue to maintain my built my real estate business, right? So I, I do somewhere around twenty million dollars um, as a single agent uh, in in real estate. You know, helping buyers, helping sellers. So to maintain, you know, I'm not really looking to grow this year in my business. Yeah. I'm more looking to grow the, the social aspect, um, because I think in, in the long run, that's going to benefit the process. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get better at, at making video, get more comfortable making video, create better topics. Um, you know, I'm going to create a couple of courses this year with regards to helping people through, through the home buying process, through the loan process, just really kind of dialing down some of the specifics of, of, of what I think people need to understand um, because there's a lot of information out there, but yeah. honestly, there's a lot of misinformation out there <laughs> and it's oh, easy yeah. to get, it's as easy to, to watch as, as the, as the stuff that's, that's right. And yep. so I, I just wanted to put kind of my, my stamp on it, if you will, and put it out there. And outside of that, I, you know, I just want to, you know, I'd, I, I'm competitive, you know, I, I, <laughs> that's, that's what's been fun about this thing is awesome. to me it, it started as, this kind of little fun thing. And now I'm like, I didn't realize the power. I really didn't. I didn't realize the power, when, how many when people did you? actually, I think re- in March, um, when people really started watching this, stuff, I didn't realize how many people went to YouTube for the news, like to That's up-to-date yeah. information. Like that, that to me wasn't something that I ever uh, even thought. Like I read, uh, you know, The Wall Street yeah, Journal, yeah. I read different news sources, but I never went to YouTube to search up-to-date information and I guess if you're not a reader and you just want to watch somebody explain it, it's a yeah. good place to do that, it. And that's so,
0: when you went from 200 to 1,000 now, subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was probably at 300 when it started, but up to 1,000 and then it just kind of trickled in. And then, you know, December was was my biggest month. I think I had 40, like 43 or 4,400 <laughs> in, in December. Um, growing, and right now I'm averaging probably somewhere around 150 to 160 a day, sometimes uh, 200 plus. It. So, you know, at that rate, if you took that rate and and multiplied it throughout the year, I mean, that's like, I don't know, 50, 60,000 subscribers. So yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, I've been trying to focus on just putting good content out there, put, or just, you know, all my content's not great. I'll I'll be completely honest, right? There are videos (laughs) that I put out and I'm like, man, I'm not really happy with that. (laughs) But then I get feedback and people are like, oh, that was great. And I'm like, Uh, okay, you know, and I just have to remember that I'm not my,
0: Audience. I'm not my audience.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, I, much, I
0: tell, I tell Scott, I didn't feel so hot about that webinar and he'll say, no, are you kidding me? That was awesome.
1: Yeah. And so that's, <laughs> that, that's has been my whole thing. It's like, just put it out there and let people decide whether it's awful. If it sucks, you can always remove it. Um, but just put it out there. And then, so yeah, I'm trying to focus on the, the content, mm. not the results um, as much as, you know, the results are, are are fun to watch and, and, you know, kind of feed your, yeah. your spirit or what have you. I'm just trying to, you know, focus on the input, right? What, what can I control? I can control this, put it out there, see what happens. And then, you know, hopefully you can,
0: you can control your time management and you can control your creative output.
1: Right. Right. And and I've never thought of myself as a creative person, right? I, I'm not <laughs> creative by nature in, in that regard, but I think this is kind of lit a fire in me to some extent because it's, yeah. it's opened up a, a side of me that I didn't really know was, uh, that was possible. You know, I'm a very, very analytical guy. Yeah. I'm not really, you know, this, this creative mindset, if you will, so, in most and, cases.
0: And so do you think it's paying dividends? Is it paying dividends for your business? Cause I know Josh says that, you know, he's gotten some business out of it or you guys are starting to see some momentum there.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I have a listing appointment tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's. When, uh, Wednesday. So I have a, a, a listing appointment on Wednesday. Um, I received a buyer call on Friday. I've re- I've re- probably referred out real estate leads. I don't know twenty plus that are that's solid. Wild. So the, yeah no, it's definitely yeah. paying dividends. Um, and, and then obviously YouTube monetizes and mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's whole, a whole different animal. That honestly, I didn't even know was there until this <laughs> year. So that's been that's been awesome too. So yeah no, it's definitely paying. Um, you know, it, dividends in my business. And the one thing is, you know, when I closed two deals last year from people that found me on YouTube that I'm aware of that people found me on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, um, the one thing is, is when people watch your videos, they, they already think they know you. They, oh, heck there's a yeah. the nuance in your face. There's that everything. Rapport that's there. You don't have to, it's like dealing with a relational type client, right? I mean, if you yep. refer me to someone, you're a past client, you're going to, in most cases, express, you know, how well I did, you know, what I do great, whatever. So when people meet me, they already think, okay, Jeb does this great. He's great because Ricardo told me he was Yep. same thing with, with this whole social aspect is people feel like they, they already know who you are. And so you're not going in having to prove yourself, Sell initially. yourself as
0: much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're still
1: trying to let them know that, Hey, this is, you know, something that, um, you know that you're knowledgeable in in this field but n- not something where you got to, you know, completely sell yourself. I feel like I can show up in in jeans and a t-shirt, right? <laughs> I don't have to wear a suit like that sort of thing. I mean, not that that's my yeah, my deal to begin with, but I just feel like I can be more normal. Right. That's awesome. um, and another thing with that, that home buyer course that I mentioned too is, is like the idea of creating that you, you'd yeah. be surprised how many people you talk to that are buyers that have no idea how the process works. Like none, like they, <laughs> like they've just no knowledge. And, and I guess you forget now you forget that, you know, because you don't do the home buying process, mm-hmm. like but once ever, you know, what seven, eight years, probably yeah. most people, but you're constantly helping people on a daily basis with regards to buying and selling real estate and you just you forget that you know while you know everything most people don't and right. so part of me uh, creating that course <coughs> excuse me was hey i'm going to create this and any buyer that i work with i'm just going to give them yeah a full course and they'll have every piece of information they need to go through the process you know they'll they'll be more knowledgeable than anyone else Mm -hmm. buying a house, whether they use me or use someone else, I mean, they'll have everything they need. And so for me, that was a big, a big thing because, you know, if I can educate consumers, it not only makes my life easier, but it also makes the, uh, the lending side easier as well.
0: It's easy to forget that what's common knowledge to us isn't necessarily to everyone. We like, we've been doing this for so long. It's so common knowledge to us. We forget that. It's not for a lot of people.
1: No, absolutely. And I yeah. forgot that uh, if you don't drink water and you talk for forty <laughs> minutes straight, you might you might lose your voice.
0: Oh gosh. On that note, Jeb, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's been really awesome to see that growth for you. And and I'm excited for what 2021 has got in store for you. So thank you for joining us. Where can we find you
1: on the web? Uh, You know, YouTube, just my name. So Jeb Smith, um, Instagram is the same thing. So Jeb Smith, uh, I'm actually on TikTok now, man. I'm (laughs) uh, I'm doing the TikTok thing, seeing what's what's fun with that. And uh, I've only been on there like two weeks, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I think it's, it's very, very cool. Um, and on there, I'm, I'm Mr. Jeb Smith because somebody somebody stole my, uh, my, uh, my name. So anyway, that's awesome. Thanks man. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Thanks.